If you have your Bibles today, we're in John 14, 6. Short verse, but a powerful verse, one that will help us, and it sort of helps us to organize our thinking and our lives. The title of my message today is The Way, the Truth, and the Life, and that's what we want to deal with. <clears throat> Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. I wonder if you've ever bought uh, something through the mail. It comes in a big box, and when you get it, you have to put it together. It's uh, cheaper if you do it that way, but it's harder. Uh, you know, if you get it all fixed and all built and everything, then you just set it down somewhere. But if you have to put it all together, you have to work and work and work on it. I frankly can never do one of those. Uh, I've never finished one of those in my life. There's always a few parts left over or uh, something bad. Well, I'm told that in these Assemble It Yourself kits, there's a little piece of paper in there. And this is what it says. In a last resort, read the directions. <laughs> you know, that's a, a real a relevant uh, parable to modern times. Read the directions. Someone has described our modern youth as a lost generation. Now, they've been saying that for a long, long time. Many adults in our day are puzzled, bewildered, uh, confused, not knowing the way to worthwhile living. It seems like about half of the people in America are going through some kind of difficult circumstance, health-wise, financially, relationally, something. Something's wrong in about half the folks, it seems like. Whose directions are we going to follow in this confused age? It was once a thing called parental guidance for the young. Some have said that isn't happening anymore. Uh, that day is over. We're not doing it like that anymore. I think I am correct in saying that the oldest inscription in human possession, excavated from the ruins of ancient Babylon, said this, Alas and alas, things are not as they were. The young people are no longer minding their parents. <laughs> Sometimes people come to me and they want me to give them advice. We want, they want me to give them the direction uh, for their life. I always try to give them a framework from which they can choose the best course of action for them. Sometimes I do give very specific uh, directions. I don't want people who come to me for advice to feel like the man who, who goes up to a signpost and he finds it glistening with new paint. It's a great improvement over the old post, which they threw away, but there's nothing now written on the sign. I believe there's a place for rules and there's a place for clear directions. When I was a university chaplain at Southern Methodist University years ago, 
in the late 60s, many students did not want any rules whatsoever placed on them. No rules for me is basically what they were saying. But they all played on some interscholastic teams. Uh, They played football or basketball or tennis or soccer or something. And you know what would happen? They would scream to high heaven if you did not follow the rules exactly, exactly to the letter. All of us must understand that really to play the game of life, there are certain rules we have to follow in certain directions that we have to follow. For thousands of years, the Ten Commandments, Moses went up to the mountain, got those commandments from God. He brought them down. It seems like uh, those stood for many, many, many years as wonderful directions for how we might live our lives successfully. But today, many people say, that's old stuff. We don't go by that anymore. That went out of phase a long, long time ago. A few people in every generation come up with new ideas about how all of us ought to live our lives. They give some directions for us to follow. We of the Christian faith must show them that something is wrong if widespread adoption of their ideas would wreck our society. I have been preaching against socialism for 40 years as strongly as I know how to do it. You know, every few years there'll be some country around uh, the world that will just go under, basically just go under, like Venezuela has in the last couple months. I mean, it is uh, anarchy. Uh, The police don't uh, talk to anybody. They don't counsel anybody. They don't go to courts. If they're doing something the police don't like, they just shoot them. Uh, I mean, people are eating out of each other's uh, garbage cans. It's really, really bad. You remember uh, a while back I talked a lot about Greece. The same thing happened there. Socialistic countries. It came to the time when they didn't have any more of somebody else's money to spend. And, And then it ended with riots And with killing. Well, if some of the modern attitudes were universalized, no home in America would be secure. Recently, a train robber was arrested years after he had committed the crime. He had changed his name. He had married a lady. They had had a couple kids. They moved to the East Coast. He had plenty of money. Uh, but he was not happy. He wasn't happy at all. In fact, when he was arrested, he had made a lot of steps toward turning himself in. He said he couldn't live with himself. He had violated his own sense of ethics. He had lost his way along the pathway of life. We need some clear rules. 
It seems as if we want to lean over backward today in order to say that we are with it. We are really with it. And we want to be with the in crowd. We don't want to be with just anybody. We want to be with the in crowd. We want to be thought of as being very, very broad-minded. Well, I noticed Jesus gave some very direct and some very pointed answers when he was asked questions. He told one man, who was a very, very rich man, to sell everything that he had and give it all to the poor and then come and follow him. Now, that's not a direction for all of us, but it was a good direction for that man because he had to face who he really was. He told another man to let someone else take care of the dead. But as for you, you come and follow me directly. That's what Jesus said to him, and he did. You, I am sure, could think of dozens of occasions where Jesus gave very direct, straightforward commands or directions for people to follow. We do not have his authority. We're all aware of that. We cannot speak as he did. We can't promise the things that he did. But we can sit down in a loving fellowship with folks that are here this morning. And we can tell them that life will work out better if they will follow the plans that our Lord gave to us in his word. Don't be hesitant at all to give somebody some ideas about how they might live life in a better way. Our passage today, John 14, 6, is very, very clear. It says that Jesus is the way, the only way. Now, some criticize us. They say, you know, those Baptists, they're so narrow. Well, actually, it's the Bible You know, we believe the Bible. We teach and preach the Bible. And we believe with all of our heart that if people will study and try and and motivate themselves to live up to what's in the Scripture, they'll have a wonderful life. You know, that's our plan. We have one plan. And we've stayed with that plan for over 2,000 years. And it's worked really, really well for millions and millions and millions of people. We live in a day when people are confused, when they are bewildered, when they are disjointed. Millions through the ages have tried to follow Christ's way and have found peace of mind and meaning in their life. Sometimes young children, can figure things out. It's amazing how brilliant some young children are. Today I'm going to share with you the words of an eight-year-old boy who was trying to explain God. It's written by Danny Dutton from Chula Vista, California for his third grade homework assignment 
which was to explain God. Well, here it is. One of God's main jobs is making people. He makes them to replace the ones that die. So there will be enough people to take care of things here on earth. He doesn't make grown-ups. He just makes babies. I think it's because they're smaller and they're easier to make. (laughs) That way he doesn't have to take up his valuable time teaching them to walk and talk. He leaves that up to their mothers and fathers. God's second most important job is listening to prayers. An awful lot of this goes on since some people, like preachers and some others, pray at times besides bedtime. God doesn't have time to listen to the radio or watch TV because of this. Because he hears everything, there must be a terrible lot of noise in his ears. Just terrible. Unless he has thought of a way to shut it off. God sees everything, and he hears everything, and he's everywhere. So you can understand why he is real tired at the end of the day. So you shouldn't go wasting his time by going over your mom and dad's head, asking for something that they said you couldn't have. (laughs) Atheists are people who don't believe in God. I don't believe there's any of those in Chula Vista. At least there aren't any that come to our church. (laughs) Jesus is God's son. He used to do all the hard work, like walking on water and performing miracles and trying to teach people that never did learn anything about God along the way. They finally got tired of him preaching to them, and they crucified him. But he was good. He was kind of like his father. He told his father that they didn't know what they were doing. So we ought to just forgive them. And God said, okay. His dad, God, appreciated everything that Jesus had done. And all his work here on earth. So he told him that he didn't have to go out on the road anymore that he could stay in heaven, and he did. And now he helps his dad out with listening to all those prayers and seeing things which are important for God to take care of and which ones he can take care of himself without having to bother his father. Jesus is sort of like a vice president, only more important. You can pray anytime you want to, And they will certainly hear your prayers because they've worked it out so one of them is on duty all the time. (laughs) You should always go to church on Sundays because it makes God happy. If there's one person in the world that you want to make happy, it's God. Don't skip church to do something you think is going to be more fun like going to the beach. That is wrong. And besides, the sun doesn't come out at the beach until noon anyway. (laughs) If you don't believe God, besides being an atheist, you will be very, very lonely 
because your parents can't go with you everywhere, like camp. But God can. It's good to know that he's around when you're scared of the dark or when you can't swim very well and you get thrown into real deep water by the big boys. But you shouldn't just always think of what God can do for you. I figure out that God put me here and that God can take me away anytime he pleases. And that's why I believe in God. That's from Danny Dutton. Danny had figured out a number of things. Great paper. Jesus is the only way to God. If you want to understand God and explain God, the scripture says you've got to go through Jesus to do that. Not one of the ways, Jesus says, I am the way. Have you tried that way? Lots of folks haven't. This may not be the answer to all of your questions, but it ends the search for any answer. Some say, I don't know what to do. A lot of people say that. I just don't know what to do. You know, if it's a loved one of yours, you go to them and you sit down with them and you talk to them and you try and and come up with something that would be helpful and meaningful and something that they could do and, and that they could work out. You know, if we align those conversations along with God's word, then we're likely to come out at a good point, a good place. Lots of folks saying, I just don't know what to do. Well, try this road that has led gajillions of people to worthwhile living, daily joy, and inward peace. Those are the things that everybody wants. And the scripture says that's the way to have them. You don't feel lost when you have a road to travel. A road that so many have traveled and will testify readily. It's a wonderful road for you as well to be on. No one is lost who knows the way to the Lord. Just follow the directions. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We find all truth in him. We find all life in him. He is the way. Some have taken a detour along the road. They were on the road for a good while, but uh, something happened, and, and for whatever reason it was, they, they got off. They got on a detour. Maybe you're here today, and you've been on a detour for a while. Maybe it's time for you to come back home. Come back to the way that the Lord has kind of laid out for us and get off the detour. The detour, in this instance, leads to a dead end. And you certainly don't want that. Maybe today is the day that you would want to follow 
the Lord Jesus. An article in National Geographic several years ago paints a, a picture for us, and I want us to see this picture this morning. After a forest fire in Yellowstone National Park, the forest rangers begin the long trek up the mountain to kind of check out the damage that had been done by the great big fire. One ranger found a bird literally petrified in the ashes, perched statuesquely on the ground at the base of a very big tree. Somewhat sickened by that eerie sight, the ranger knocked the bird over with a stick. When he struck the bird, three tiny chicks ran out from under the mother's wing. The loving mother, keenly aware of the impending disaster that was obviously coming, had carried her offspring to the base of a big tree and had gathered the chicks under her wings, instinctively knowing that the toxic smoke would go up. She could have flown to safety, but she refused to abandon her babies. When the blaze came, when the blaze arrived, and the heat had scorched her small body, the mother had remained steadfast. Because she was willing to die, those under the cover of her wings would live. Jesus stretched out his arms and his hands. On the cross, he died for us. He wanted to gather us under his area of protection, under his area of love, into his church with his people. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you're here today, and you would like to follow him, you would like to be on the right road instead of the detour, then come and make public your profession in Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're here today and you've been a stalwart Christian for years and years and years, we would ask you to come and join with us and help us in the mission that we feel like God has given to us. We're trying to reach this whole area for the Lord Jesus. We're trying through our offerings and through our gifts to help support people like Aaron, to help support those that are at the far ends of the world. Come and help us help them. The invitation, perhaps, is for you today, and I'll be standing right down here at the front. And if the Lord leads, you just slip out and slip forward. Don't be bashful about it. Everybody here has already done that. It's not a new thing. Is something that the Lord would want you to do, to take a stand for him. I'll be here waiting on you. Let's stand and sing together.